Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Oh, that men would praise his name, would praise his name. Come on now. Would praise his name, would praise his name. All that men would praise his name. Again I say rejoice. Would praise his name. All that men would praise his name. Men would praise his name. All that men will praise his name. Can I say? Rejoice. And again I say, again I say, rejoice. And again I say, can I say rejoice? Lift your hands up. Rejoice. Always and again I say. Again I say rejoice. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, rejoice. 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 Yeah. Rejoice. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. That is, again, I say rejoice. And that is Israel and a new breed. And I just want to encourage you to rejoice this morning. I'm going to give you a little encouragement this morning through Psalms. And the funny thing is, as I was hearing this Psalms in my spirit, I was listening to something at the very same time. And this Psalms comes up in what I was listening to. And I said, God, you can't get more confirmation than that. And I simply say thank you. So this morning we're going to rejoice. We're not going to rejoice. We're not going to think on for the next 45, 50 minutes. We're not going to think about what we don't have. We're not going to think about what's going wrong in our life. We're not going to be consumed and overwhelmed with the things that we see. We are going to trust that God is working for us, that God is working with us, and that he is right beside us. And so we're going to rejoice this morning. We're going to be grateful. We're going to bless his name. We're going to thank him. We're going to lift up his name throughout all the earth because he has been so good. He has been so faithful. He is so loving. He is so kind. And even if you can't feel him right now, I just declare and decree by the end of this devotional that you will feel the power and the presence of God working 
in your life and that you'll know you have the strength to keep moving on, to keep walking, to walk in the fullness of whoever God called you to be this day, to walk in the fullness of your purpose. He will give you grace. He will give you strength because he is such an amazing father. He is a good, 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 good father and he does not leave us and he does not forsake us and he has not forgotten about us he is going to rescue us and do absolutely everything that he will do supposed to do for us in a good time we have a good father we have a good 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 father a good father a great father an amazing father and guess what he is omnipotent and he is omniscient which means he can be right here for me and he can be all the way over into another country for you too. And so I just want you to celebrate his goodness, his mercy, and his love that endures in your life forever. Let me give you this Psalms and then we're going to pray. It's Psalms 139. And I was reading it this morning. I mean, it kept coming up in my spirit. This one line kept coming in my spirit this morning. And I just, the Lord says, share this, share this with the people. So I want to encourage you this morning, right? Um, it says, this is Psalms 139, and this is a Psalm of David. It says, oh Lord, you have examined my heart. My God, right? The, the, this Psalm begins and ends with the idea of God searching us, right? And our attitude should always be in life that God is an open book, like that our life is an open book, that we don't hide ourselves from God. One of the biggest mistakes that Adam and Eve made in the garden was teaching us how to hide ourselves. When they sinned, they hid themselves from God, right? And we don't need to hide ourselves from God. We need to be like a, an open book. And so what David did is David invited God in. He said, look, I know you've examined my heart and I know you already know absolutely everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, everything I do, you know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord, you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I couldn't hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate, whoo, Jesus, inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. 
They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. And then he ends with, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Right? Point out anything, anything in my life that does not line up with your word, God. Just go on and point it out in me. Deal with the issues of my heart. Deal with the chaff. Whatever it is that's not lining up with you. Lord God, I want to point, I want you to point it out right now in Jesus' name. But this was the part of the scripture that just kept coming to me this morning. And in some other, and in some scriptures, it says, hell, it says, if you go up to heaven, you are there. He said, but if I go down to the grave, you are there. He says, even if I go to hell, you are there. And I'm saying to you this morning, even if you're in hell, right? Even if it looks like you're in the worst situation of your life, guess what? He is with you. He is with you. I promise you he is with you. He has not left you and he has not forsaken you and he has not forgotten about you. Even if you called, caused hell yourself, even if you put yourself in this hellish situation, he is a merciful God and he is with you. It does not matter. So when the enemy tries to press in or flood your thoughts or make you think that God isn't present in your ever situation, Psalms 139 and encourages us and reminds us that he was with us from our womb, the womb. He was with us from the womb. And so even if you're in hell right now, even if it looks like hell, even if it smells like hell, even if it feels oppressive, if it feels like you're going through hell right now, I'm telling you, God is with you in hell. There is no place that God is not with you. And so you just got to persevere. You got to get a little faith, more faith. You got to get a little bit more hope. You got to declare and decree that, you know what, no matter how bad this situation looks like right now, no matter how um, horrible this situation is, God has not left me. He has not forsaken me. He is not a God that will abandon me. He is a God that is there even in the midst of my hell, hell in my marriage, hell in my children, hell at work. It doesn't matter where the hell is. God is with me and he is there. Can we celebrate Jesus for a minute? Can we celebrate him? Lord God, we just thank you. We 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 thank you for being with us. We thank you for keeping us from danger, seen and unseen. We thank you, Father God, for overwhelming us with your presence today, Lord God. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing and a fresh wind blowing in our lives today. Give us revelation. Give us clarity. Give us boldness, Lord God. Let us walk in the spirit of truth. Let us not be deceived, Lord God, and let us not be wise in our own eyes. Let us shun the very presence of evil and fear you, Lord. We thank you. We reverence you today. We extol you today. We exalt you today. We bless you today, Lord God. We bless you. 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 Holy, 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 
Holy is he. We bless your mighty name, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. 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 We rejoice throughout all the earth, Lord God. We rejoice throughout all the earth, Lord God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in us, Lord God. And we receive you, Holy Spirit, by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Yes. The Lord God is with you. Can you say that to yourself today? Can you just drop that in the devotional? Can you say that to the person you're laying next to when you wake up your children this morning? Can you say to them, you know what? The Lord that God is with you. The Lord that God is with you. The Lord God is with me. God is with me. God is with me. If you got to go to court today, God is with you. If you got to go to the doctor and they have already said to you that it may not look good. God is with you. If you just lost your job, God is with you. If your husband or wife walked out to door. God is with, I feel this encouragement today. Like God is with you. God has not left you. He has not forsaken you. And that's the word he brought for, to us today. God is with you. I am with you. I am with you at school. I am with you at work. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. God is with you today. So receive that encouragement today, right? Don't be discouraged today. That's right, Candace. God is with Candace. God is with you. Tell everybody around you, the Lord God is with me. God is with me. He leads me, right? He leads me besides the still waters. He will not leave and forsake me. And if my enemies are pressing against me, a friend gave me this Psalms for me the other day. Um, if my enemies are pressing against me, then go to Psalms three. And it says, Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are, and make sure you're not being the enemy. So many are saying God will never rescue him, but you, Oh Lord are a shield around me. Even when someone is canceling out you out, even when someone else is talking about your situation, he says, but you, Oh Lord are a shield around me. You are my glory. The one who holds my head high. I crowd out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and I, and slept yet. I woke up in safety for the Lord was watching over me. I'm not afraid of 10,000 enemies who are surround me on every side. Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap all my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. So just be firm in that today. God is with you. God is with you. The Lord thy God is with you. He is with you. He, he, the angels are encamped around you. And then just plead the blood of Jesus over your neighborhood. I've already sealed you to the day of redemption. I pleaded the blood of Jesus over you today. I plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional, right? I plead the blood of Jesus over your neighborhood, your city, your state, your nation, and your world. Take authority in the blood. And the reason that you can take authority in the blood is because you're like Jesus. You carry the glory of the Lord inside of you, right? You carry the glory of the Lord. So today I want to talk to you. We talked, we started, I opened up the door to this. We're still in Ephesians. And I opened up the door and talked to you about being a glory carrier, right? And today I want to talk to you about carrying the glory on your work, right? Your job, your career, whatever it is you do every day. I want to talk to you about being a glory carrier this week in various places in our lives because the glory is inside of us. And I'm going to give you um, scripture today that I've been studying and meditating on and taking some notes on about how we care, carry the glory and how we grow from glory to glory. And remember, we started this talking about the light of Jesus in us in our study in Ephesians, right? All right. 
And we talked about it be awakened, walking in the light, Ephesians 5, 13 and 14. Let's back up there for just a little second. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. And we talked about how we can be asleep, right? We can be asleep in some particular areas. We may look alive in other areas, but we can still be asleep in other areas, right? And so then Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. I love Paul. I love the word of God, especially when it gets wrong. It's to see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, right? Not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. So here is, come on, Holy Spirit. Here is your chance to the redeem the time. Here is your chance. Here is the chance for God to redeem the time for you and for you to position yourself to redeem the time. My God, I thank you for redemption. I thank you for redeeming the time. I didn't know this was going this way. So I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. I think my eyes are open. My God here. So not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, right? Because this light was given to us. We're supposed to walk circumspectly. When I say walk circumspectly, or when Paul says walk circumspectly, he's saying not as fools, right? Not as fools. We're not supposed to be connected to evil. We're not supposed to be participating in evil. Thank you, Sandra Townsend. We are not supposed to be alluding to evil. We're not supposed to be shoulder to shoulder with evil. We're not supposed to be running about. We're not supposed to be tossed through and fro, right? And so he's saying here, redeeming the time, right? There are two Greek words used for redeeming the time. One is day upon day and hour upon hour, right? And the other has a definite portion portion of time, a time where something should happen. So you're in the position, my God, to redeem the time. Come on, Holy Spirit. I promise this is a prophetic word right here. You are in position to redeem the time where something should happen. See, your obedience will redeem the time where something's come on. Oh, oh, I just got excited. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. You are in position to redeem the time. There's a sense of opportunity that's coming to you today. And it's going to happen because you shift in position, because you make a decision to be a glory carrier at your job, right? Because you make a decision to be light in the place. You're going to redeem the time. A promotion could come. A position could come open. Uh, a new job that you've been believing God for may happen for you just because you're redeeming the time, right? You're buying up opportunities, right? And you're going to make every opportunity for Jesus Christ. This isn't about you. This is about you making opportunities for Jesus Christ. Remember, I read to us yesterday. We are the light of the world, right? Salt and life. Matthew 13. We're going back over this so I can give you what I need to give you today. I'm so excited about this word. I'm so excited. We get to redeem the time. We get to redeem the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for getting us to redeem the time. If we will walk in this and act in this, he's going to allow us to redeem the time. Something will happen. Something will happen to help us redeem the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means it doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't mean matter what loss. Doesn't matter if your attitude was bad yesterday. If you'll walk purposely and circumspectly, not as fools, God will redeem the time for you. He can even do this in a relationship that seemed to be lost. My God, I thank you for this word. Oh, 
Oh, I'm trying. Okay. Okay. Matthew 5, 13, 16. You are the salt on the earth, but if the salt loses saltiness, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Your light's got to be shining before others so that they can see what your good deeds, your good deeds so that you can glorify your father, right? So that you can glorify your father so that, um, you can't glorify your father. If your light is not shining and men doesn't see, men don't see your good deeds, right? Men don't see your good deeds. So that is so important. And I identified to you yesterday that you're going to need the counselor. So this is the counselor speaking to us today. This is the counselor who the Holy spirit, whom the father sent in Jesus name saying to us today, let me usher you into a situation or into the presence of the Lord so that we can get redemption, right? So we can get redemption. We know Luke 10 and 27, we got to back this up, says he answered, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself, right? I told you we were glory carriers at work. So I'm talking to you about carrying the glory at work. So if you're going to carry the glory at work, right? Then you got to love your neighbor as yourself. That's everybody in the workplace. It isn't the person that you're just kind to or whoever you feel like dealing with. We've got, we have the power inside of us to change our workplaces into a place that glorify God. And if not our office, (laughs) office, right? Office, our office into a place glorify God. Our lights should be exuding from us. We should be at work in our places. I don't care if you work from home and you on the phone call, they should hear the light of God in you. They should be able to experience the light of God in you. So I'm going to give you some scriptures that back this up, but I want to take you to this scripture right here. This is a very powerful scripture. And this is what God gave me yesterday. And I've been chewing on this since yesterday, right? So this is second Corinthians three 16. It says, wherever the heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, right? And then 18 says, then with an unveiled face, beholding a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. We are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. When we are turned away from the Lord, we think about, we, we don't, don't think purposeful, purposeful about our actions. When we are turned to the Lord, the veil is removed. What this scripture is saying to us is if the glory is not being manifested in our life, it's because we are not turned to the Lord. I'm just being honest with you. If the, if the glory of the Lord is not manifesting in our life, if we are not carrying glory, it's because we're not turned to the Lord. And when our face is turned away from the Lord, because when we are turned to the Lord, when we are full of the Lord, when we have picked up our cross and we are denying ourselves, then the glory of the Lord is upon us. And we grow from glory to glory. Like we grow, we, we manifest his glory from glory to glory. And so the only way that his glory, glory is going to be seen on us is that our face is turned towards him. Remember we read Psalms 139 and David said, search my heart. That's how you turn your face, face towards God. When we position ourselves 
in faith in front of God and allow him to deal with us, allow him to burn up the chaff, allow him to search our heart. Do not hide ourselves from God. Then what's going to happen is the veil will come off. And when the veil is coming off, remember, we pray Ephesians. And in Ephesians, we ask him to give us eyes of understanding. When the veil is coming off, then the scales are off our eyes. And when the scales are off our eyes, we understand our purpose. We understand that we are not here for ourselves. Everything in our life will begin to line up because the veil is off and we are turned from here and more glory will manifest in our life. And this is because we are being transformed into the glory of God. I told you yesterday, you were created to be glory carriers. And since you are created to be glory carriers, then you have to understand, I have to carry the glory with me even at work. Like I got to carry the glory with me to my workplace, right? And Sometimes this is frustrating. And if you don't understand your purpose, then you're not interested in carrying the glory because you just think you're working a job for your check. Nothing you do is just for a check. If we go to Joseph and look what happened at Joseph, right? When Joseph's brother threw him in the pit and they put him in the palace, it says the favor of the Lord came upon Joseph. But the reason that the favor of the Lord came upon Joseph was because right? Because Jack Joseph was carrying the glory of the Lord. He was not in, he was in a, a horrible situation, but he was not complaining. Um, he was not, um, dogging out his oppressors. He was not the glory of the Lord is upon him and it caused favor to come. If the glory of the Lord is upon your life, guess what happens? It's going to cause favor to come. But most of us see a job as just a job. And because we see a job as just a job or, and we may work, right? We may work at this job. We don't take the glory of the Lord with us because we don't understand that we were called to be light everywhere we go. We were called to be glory everywhere we go. So then when the enemy comes in like a flood, instead of us come on Holy Spirit, using the, the, the word as the standard against the situation, we, we let our flesh be the standard. Now go back, go back, go back, go back, go back to what I just gave you in Ephesians, right? Go back. It says, it says, so then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as the wise. So we walk as fools when we at work gossiping, we walk as fools. When we complain about our boss, we walk as fools. When we get caught up in, um, all of the office chit chatter, we walk as fools. When we still in time, we walk as fools. Anytime we are outside of God's perfect will and plan. And we don't understand what we're supposed to do. We walk as fools. When we walk as fools, it's hard for us to be effective. It's hard for us to carry light. It's hard for us to carry the glory, right? In our workplaces, most of us, uh, I'm not going to say most of us, some of us are not grateful enough for the income that God gave us through this job. And the reason that we don't carry the glory to work is because we don't understand God provides for you. And if you understood God provides for you, you would treat work a little bit differently. And you would understand that your education don't have you here. My God, you would understand that your 15, 20 years of experience don't have you here. You will understand that this job could walk away from you at any moment at any point. And so your little salary that 
that you got coming in, that is God providing for you. And if you understood that God is providing for you, then you would do everything as unto the Lord. And you would, and if you understood that your one moment, your attitude could bring a freshness, right? Your attitude too could transform the job. Your attitude could change the environment. You may be assigned to one person there. Sometimes we don't understand our assignment. You may be assigned to one person there and what you do at the job may get that person <laughs> saved. So what your, how your attitude is, right? It's also connected to your promotion. Remember, we just said this, we just said this, right? We just said this. So you got to understand, I need you to understand that like God provides for you. This could end in a second. What you see as provision could end in a second. We too put too much trust in our job. We put too much trust in even our talents and our gifts. It's the Lord God that provides for you. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that in your head. My job don't provide for me. Um, the ministry don't provide for me. God provides for me. God, God provides for me. Now what vehicle he uses is different, but the vehicle can be taken away. The Lord said, the Lord give it and the Lord will take away the Lord giveth, and the Lord can take away. And so when we puffed up and we get exalted and high and mighty, we forget who provides for us. That's one to other people uh, too. If I understand that I wasn't created for myself, then when I go to work, I go to work to do things unto the Lord. I, I go to work to do things unto the Lord. I don't care if you're in private practice, your clients can be taken away. I, I don't care. You don't ever position yourself like you're fixed to a place in which uh, something can happen and you don't have your job. The enemy may come after your job. You got to understand that what I do, I do for God, right? Uh, what I do, I do for God. I don't do for myself. So I need to give you some scriptures. But again, remember second Corinthians three sixteen says when my face is turned to the Lord, the veil comes off my eyes. And then I understand the position. <laughs> I understand this, the position that I am in. I understand that I am to take God. God with me everywhere I go. I understand the position. I understand the position that I'm in. And that if I want the glory to be revealed, then my face has to turn to the Lord and I can't walk circle. I can't walk like fools. I can't be at work doing everything else. Everybody else is doing. I need to honor God at work. Right. But understanding that he is my source and my provider. Y'all know I ain't got no job. I ain't got no job. And I've learned God provides for me when God God told me to walk into ministry full time and to leave my teaching position. See, I, I thought I was on my way to be a college president. I wanted to be vice president of academic affairs. That's what I was working towards. I wanted to be president of um, academic affairs. When the Lord started pressing upon my heart to go into ministry full time, my mind was blown, but every day I learned that God will provide for me. I'm just being honest. Every day I have learned God to be provided. Ain't no man provider. LMJ ministries doesn't provide for me. Any of my side hustle work doesn't provide for me. God provides me. He gives me daily benefits and he loads me with daily bread. Has it been tight? Yes. Has it been strange sometimes? Yes. <laughs> right. But I trust God to know that he's got my back because Psalms 139 gave to us, came to us and said, no matter the circumstance, 
God is with me and he will cause provision to come. That's a, that's, that's in there. So this has got to be your attitude at your work. You got to have the attitude that when I go to work, I'm a glory carrier. When I go to work, I'm a glory carrier. I am to carry the glory. The glory of God is supposed to be with me at work. I'm not at this job just for me to get a paycheck. I'm at this job to carry. I have an assignment at this job. If God opened up, we love to say, who the Lord opened up doors? Well, if the Lord opened up the door for you, what's your assignment? You are there to make impact, right? You are not just there to get provided for. Don't spend so much time on your paycheck. Don't, don't do that. Like, don't do that. Don't do that about your hours. Get lost in the assignment. Pray and ask God, what is the assignment? Why am I assigned to this? Even if you have your own business, why am I assigned to this? Because if you lose sight of the assignment and some of you may not have the assignment yet. You may not understand the assignment because the veil is not your, off your eyes. Today, I hope the veil comes off your eyes for you to understand that you're not at work just for yourself. You're not at work. You're not just doing a job. We were called to be glory carriers. So let me give you some scriptures to back this up. Colossians 3 and 23 says, and whatever you do, whatever you do heartily, do it as unto the Lord, not to men. Don't do it as unto your supervisor. Don't do it as unto your coworkers. Do it as unto the Lord. Everything I do has to be done unto the Lord. That's Colossians 3 and 23. Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. If you commit your works, my God, unto the Lord, your thoughts will be established. If you go to work every day, if you, and this is not you going to work super spiritual, quoting some scriptures. You can be light without saying a word. You can be light by just being kind. You can be light just by complimenting somebody. I don't want nobody showing up, taking their Bible under their arm, <laughs> preaching no sermon from their office unless the Lord said. That's not what I'm saying. Light looks different. Light shines without saying much. Light shines without saying much, right? But if you commit thy works unto the Lord, their thoughts, thy thoughts shall be established. If I go to work with the idea and the thought process that whatever I do is going to give God glory, then my thoughts will be established. And then you know what happens next? I don't get caught up in office gossip. I don't sit and talk about my supervisor, right? I didn't, I don't plot and plan on the people that I work with. I'm on time. I'm not stealing time. I'm not stealing office supplies. I'm not using the office time unless given permission by my boss to do anything else. God, it looks like God is on me. It's hard to tell people, oh, I worship God and I go to church and I serve in this ministry, but I'm late every day. See, when my work, when I commit my works unto the Lord, my thoughts shall be established. A spirit of excellence comes out of me. A spirit of excellence comes out of me, a pattern established because when God is in it, it looks excellent. That's for your business. That's for anything. When God is in it, it looks very, very excellent. First Corinthians 10 and 31 says, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Everything you do is supposed to be done to the glory of God. 
And I know some of us got to repair. Some of y'all got to repair. Some of y'all like right now, I have not worked this job for you. God, I have not been committed to this for you. I've been doing my own thing. I just thought about this as a job. I didn't think about the impact that I could make just even by being excellent, just even by being a good steward over my time, just even by working my projects at the capacity, just even by showing up to work, looking excellent with my clothes neat, with my hair comb, right? Looking like the, the Lord that God is with you looking like the Lord that God is with you. Right? So whatever you do should all be done for the glory of God. Genesis two and 15. This is what I love. This is what I love. This is so powerful. It says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. When the Lord God took you and positioned you in your place and your job and wherever you are, he took you there so you could dress it and keep it. You, he took you there, right? He took you there so that you right? Could be the glory you're carrying that place. You are not supposed to be under a bowl. You are not supposed to be hidden, nor should anyone not know your faith, right? You, you shouldn't be at work acting just like everybody else. People should know you saved. People should know what you represent. People should not think that you're ungodly. If there are some godly things at, at, happening at work, you should be walking away. You, you should be walking away. You should excuse yourself for a second. If they want to participate in it, that's fine. But you should not be participating in it, right? Proverbs 18 and 19. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him. That is a great waster should not be a waster at work. God ain't in it. If you wasting, if you wasting time, if you wasting money, if you wasting energy, and if you wasting effort, God in it, you should be completing your projects on time. You should be doing everything as if you're doing it on to God, you should not be making excuses. If you're struggling at work with something, you need to go figure something out and maybe seek somebody to get you some help. I'm just saying, right? So we should not, um, you, we should be doing this not unto the flesh, right? Ephesians 4 and 28 says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with hands, the things which is good that he may give it to him that needed your labor is so that you can give it to him to need it. The other thing that is, if you don't understand God as provider, you'll never be the giver that he called you to be. You won't, you'll never be the giver that God, God, God called, called you to be right. Let me give you one more second. Thessalonians three and 10. So for even when we were with you, this, we commanded you that if any of you would not work, then you won't eat. You got, you, you got it. You got to work kingdom. You got to work purpose. You got to work something you were assigned to work. Right? So let me give you five scriptures, five scriptures, five scriptures. If you are being challenged at work, right? I want to give you five scriptures. If you are being challenged at work, first scripture, Psalms 43, two and five, right? It says, God, I've been working as unto you, but I feel as if you are rejecting me. Maybe you're looking for a promotion. Maybe you haven't been promoting yet. These are the scriptures that you're going to hold on to. So Psalms 43, two and five, right? God, I've been working as unto you, but I feel as if you are rejecting me. Like I would do better to look out for myself like everyone else, but please remind me of what you've done for me, right? Of how much you love me. Let the understanding lead me. Let me praise you because I know that you love me and your plan for me is better than my own. Psalms 43 and two, two and five Psalms six, three, five and nine, right? Maybe you've been trying to honor God in your business decisions, but your business is struggling. That's the Psalms that you read for your business to not struggle, right? 
so maybe you're about to give a presentation at work or, and there's a consequence behind it, right? Maybe you need help with a p particular sales. Then you need Psalm 71, one through three and five, put your confidence and your strength in God, right? Um, maybe you've messed up at work, right? I'm just being honest. Maybe you compromise your integrity. Maybe you slipped up at work. Maybe you've been negligent at work. Maybe you've lost some credibility and you need to make this right. Read Psalms 32, one through five and ask God for mercy and ask God to help you. Right. And don't try to cover it up. Ask God to help you make it right and be humble and make it right. Maybe you did something that you had no business at work because when we do something, we don't have no business. We bring a curse on our blessings and it will limit promotion. Come on, Holy Spirit. And it'll limit us from going in the way that we need to. And maybe you've been in, in, um, maybe you've been in conversation with someone and y'all don't see eye to eye, or you know that you don't see eye to eye or your office place is tense. Then that Psalms 133, one and three, and ask God for you to have unity at your work, right? Ask God to be let for you to be unified. So Psalms 43, two and five, right? If you have, you believe you've been doing everything you're supposed to and not receive recognition, right? If you've been trying to honor God with your business decisions, but you don't see his hand in something that Psalms six, three through five. And nine, if you are, um, if you need God to go before you, if you need favor to go before you, right? If you need to be able to deliver something, if your job, job is dependent upon this, then that Psalms 71, one through three and verse five, if you've messed up and we mess up, sometimes we do stupid stuff. That Psalms 32, one through five. Right. And then if you know the conversation at work or there's some tensity at work and you need unity at work, that Psalms one and three, one thirty three, one and three. And ask God to set this thing straight. Ask God to put this in order. Ask God to favor you and become the glory carrier that you're supposed to be at work. Right. You, you're created to You're created to make the difference. And I want to tell you this when your faces towards the Lord, which means I'm sold out to God. I've picked up my cross. I'm committed to work in everything according to you, God. And the veil comes off. Creativity will come to you. Um, um, favor will come to you. You will be positioned. And I know if God gave us the scripture today and said to us, Hey, you're about to redeem the time. Then I need to put these things in place so I can redeem a time. And the moment that I've been looking for will come. Sometimes it's on us. It's not on God. It's for us to, to, to shift our perspective and put it in position so that we, we, we can walk in what we need to. You have the authority to take authority at work. You have that authority. Stop acting like you can't take authority at work, but you can never take authority over what you participate in. You cannot ever take authority over what you participate in. If you participate, if you are participating in something and you are involved in something, you will not be able to take authority. If you're cheating at work, you will not be able to take authority, right? You will not. So if you've done something, you don't have anything, repent. Father God, we repent for mishandling anything in our lives, any, any job, our business, we repent for mishandling it. We repent for not being glory carriers. We not, we repent for not working as unto the Lord. We repent for complaining. We repent for talking about our supervisors. We repent for not allowing you 
to lead us at work and on our careers. We repent, Father God, for not knowing our purpose and not submitting our purpose. We repent for thinking that this job provides for us, Lord God. Please forgive us. Now show us how to carry your glory correctly. Holy Spirit be with us, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you have not received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want to offer you the offer the opportunity. Or if you don't really know if you saved, like if you were so young when you got saved, I want to offer you the opportunity to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior over your life. I do. I want you to do it. I want you to make the decision now. All you got to do is say, you know what? I'm going to acknowledge I'm a sinner. I've been a sinner, Lord. Please forgive me for my sins. Now, Jesus, I need you to come into my life and become Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, I receive you and do this by faith in Jesus' name. Y'all, some of y'all going to have some stories of what happened right now when you redeemed the time. And for anybody who's been saved, let's go and get you saved so you can be the glory carrier at your job. I don't care if you work at Taco Bell. You're supposed to be. There was a man. Let me share you this story. There was a man named Mr. Willie. He died not too long ago. He was a Walmart greeter. When you saw Mr. Willie, you wanted to work for Walmart. You wanted to be in Walmart. When you saw Mr. Willie, I'm just telling you, you wanted to be at Walmart because when you walked in, he, bam, he had light. He carried the glory at work. I could be having the worst day and run into with Mr. Willie. We should be the same way. Ask God to open your eyes so that you can be the glory carrier at your work, at your job, um, in your business, your business. There's a standard of excellence that it should look like God. It should not look like the things of this world. That's what's going to attract the favor. That's what's going to bring the promotion. That's what's going to give the increase because you carry the glory of God at your job and you represent him and you're working not unto yourself. You're working unto the Lord. There's going to be some testimonies come. Some of y'all getting ready to redeem the time because you're going to set your attitude and you're not going to care about what's going around you because you know that you're positioned to bring glory to God. I love you. Remember, this is the Holy Spirit as our counselor, right? He's coaching us through this season so that we can be effective. So if it hurt, it's okay. I'm just telling you, if it hurt, if you had to say, ouch, right? Am I doing everything in excellence? I'm a, can I give you something personal? Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm funny thing is I have a lot of extrovert tendencies, but when God in extrovert tendencies, but I'm really an introvert. And so when God calls you into an extrovert lifestyle and you're an introvert, it takes some adjustment. When God first called me into ministry full time, and even in some other places I work, my attitude didn't always show the glory of God. It wasn't because I wasn't against people. It was because I was trying to adjust. It doesn't make any excuses. Well, sometimes I would come off very hard right? Or people would encounter me. I would be very hard. I would be very hard. I would be very brash. Well, God didn't call you to something to be very brash. God didn't call you to something to be very hard. God didn't call you to something to be very mean, right? And I thought I was start. I was setting a standard. Oh, I don't play this. No, God, did, you, you don't have to play this. God didn't call you to act like that. The glory cannot be shown on you if that's your attitude. And so God had to give me an attitude adjustment and say to me, look, 
when you carry my glory, when I position you in front of people, you gonna have to show yourself friendly. You gonna have to love the people. And sometimes I would be so focused. Like I would still be so focused. And that was a lot of what I was doing, especially when I come to preach or teach, I'm really focused, right? I'm trying to hear God. And sometimes that's why you'll see your pastors in the back office. A lot of time it's not because they don't want to ignore you or be connected to you. Your pastor will be in the back office or be set away because they're trying to meditate on what God is telling them to do. But it came off real hard and bitter and, or as if I wasn't interested in the people or as if I was thinking something about someone that I wasn't. So God began to deal with me and it helped a softness come to me and it helped the joy because I don't want to pull you away from Christ. I want to pull you to Christ. So God began to deal with me about my attitude and I became like sunshine, (laughs) right? I still don't play about some stuff, but I can't, I became like sunshine. And even when I deliver, when I deal with conflict, I'm learning to deal with conflict like sunshine, right? Like so that when people see me, they encounter, counter God's goodness, his mercy, and his love through me, because that's a lot of what people will do. So when you brash at work or you hard or you ain't friendly or your face ain't lotioned and oiled and I'm just being for real, there's a standard that God has set, right? And so I had to yield to the standard and become more soft and tender towards the people who God had assigned me to. I love y'all so much. We got to go. I love you. Isn't that good? Isn't this a good word today? Carrying the glory, not working, walk, walking around circumspectly, right? Carefully wise and not as fools so that we could walk into the fullness of who and what God called us to be. I love y'all so much. I love you. I love you. I love you. But more than anything, God loves you, right? God loves you. So I need you to do, do me a favor. I need you to go be loved today. I need you to go to work and be loved today. I need you to deny yourself, pick up your cross and remind yourself, you know what? When I go to work today, I'm going so that God can get the glory out of my life. I'm not going to participate in. Hey, young, don't get me started about that. I'm just saying, remind yourself when I go to work today, I'm going to be a glory carrier work. I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm not going to lord over people. I'm not going to be a task master. Master, God told me to love people and I'm going to love people the way God called me to love people so that God can get the light out of me. My office should exist. I love you too, Melissa Price. Thank God for your healing. Debbie, if you are on here, I thank God for everything in your life aligning with the word of God. Um, Carlotta Berry, if you see this devotional, Later, woman of God, I just pray blessings all over you. Let me speak a blessing over you. I thank you that the Lord's face shine upon you today, that you experience him like never before, right? That you experience the glory of God and that he is with you all day long because he is and that you, that he reveal himself. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that God has revealed himself to you today. Strong in Jesus name. I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love, peace and bless. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.